Hello, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. This is Guthrie Chamberlain, and I am your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our seven-day-a-week, seven minutes of wisdom podcast. This is day 204 of our trek, and this week we are sharing a series of stories between now and Christmas as we will hike the Christmas trail and learn about some key players in the Christmas story. It is my hope that you will learn from these stories and that it will bring hope to our world, not only during Christmas, but for each day of the year. Each story will cover two days, and for today, we will explore the second part of the story called Christmas Hope, the Story of Mary. These stories are adapted from lessons originally taught by Raymond von Pleiston. If you miss any of the days of our Wisdom Trek episodes, please go to wisdom-trek.com to listen to them and to read the daily journal. We are recording our podcast from our studios at Home 2 in Charlotte, North Carolina. We were blessed to be able to attend church with our local fellowship of believers in Charlotte this week. It was a special Christmas service, and we are so glad that we were in town. It has been several months since we were able to attend two weeks in a row. With Christmas quickly approaching, we will spend our time together reflecting on the true story surrounding the original Christmas. Today, we'll explore the second part of our story, Christmas Hope, the Story of Mary, Part 2. There are three parts to the story of Hope and Mary. Yesterday, we covered Mary's Hosanna, which is her song of praise called The Magnificent. I will read it again today to tie in yesterday's hike. The Magnificent, Mary's Song of Praise. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he took notice of this lowly servant girl. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One is holy. He has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and the haughty ones. He has brought down princesses from their throne and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. He has made the promises to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Today we want to focus on Mary's humility and her hope. So the second point in our story is Mary's humility. There are three key elements of humility. Do you know what they are? Well, the first one is to realize that you're not in charge. Matthew 6.27 tells us, Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? There are some things that you can change, but there are many things that you can't change. What you can't change, put in God's hands. Second is to accept your position as a servant. Matthew 23.11, The greatest among you must be a servant. And third, submit yourself to God. James 4, verses 6 and 7, And he gives grace generously, as the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourself before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Humility is not thinking less of yourself, it is thinking of yourself less. Mary knew that she would now live her whole life under a cloud of suspicion from her family and neighbors. Embedded in her decision to be fully submissive to God's call was a willingness to suffer possible ridicule, loneliness, and contempt. God chose her, and she submitted to his will. Mary accepted God's will as we read in Luke 1.38. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said to me come true. There was no evidence that Mary was thinking that she was different from anyone else. In fact, she speaks of being a servant of the Lord and how she lived in a lowly state. She realized that among all women of all times that she would be the fortunate one to bear the Christ child. It is taught throughout the scripture that God is no respecter of person. Do you think at the judgment seat of Christ, he will give the rich people a place of honor when it is taught in James that it is wrong to be a respecter of people because of their wealth? Do you think that he will allow kings and presidents to stand before him without bended knee when the Bible says, 
Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess Christ as Lord. No, absolutely not. God is not a respecter of people. He looks on the humble and the meek and he smiles with pleasure. In Mary, we found a humble vessel that he could use for his glory. It is wonderful that God can take a nobody and make a somebody out of them. God is not looking for rank, wealth, or power. He is looking for people who have a humble heart. He is looking for one who displays true humility, like Mary. The third point in our story is Mary's hope. Mary put her hope in the promises of God. She undoubtedly knew the scripture. She had heard the stories passed down through the family about God, who had promised a Savior, a Messiah. She knew that God was faithful. Notice what she said in Luke 1, verse 55. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary knew the promises that had been passed down from generation to generation. The one would be born from the seed of Abraham who would save the people from their sins. She realized that she had been chosen, of all the women who had ever lived, to be the mother of that child. The first coming in Christ brought hope to the world, but so will the second coming. Jesus has promised that one day he will return. One day Jesus will come and take his bride, the church, to be his wife, to live with him forever and ever. It almost sounds like a fairy tale. The Prince of Peace will come riding on a white horse to rescue his beloved, his bride, the church. It sounds like a fairy tale, yet it is absolutely true. Christ will come to take his beauty home. That is, if you and I are in Christ. If we know him in a personal way, he is coming back for us. If you have a personal relationship with Christ, you too can have hope for an eternal future because he loves you. If you don't know him, that can change right here, right now. Here is what you need to do. First, admit that God has not had first place in your life and that you have sin. 1 John 1.9 If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Second, believe that Jesus died for your sins. Romans 10.9 If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Third, accept God's free gift of salvation. Ephesians 2.8 and 9 for God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done, so none of us can boast about it. And fourth, invite Jesus to come into your life and take control. John 1, verses 12 and 13. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become the children of God. They are reborn, not in physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. Christ has come to give you hope the Christmas hope. Mary, the ordinary humble servant, went from fear to praise to hope. When we become fearful, let us remember that God is in control and will use us to fulfill his plan for our world. Praise God, be humble, and have hope that his plan will allow you to live a legacy each day that will impact the world. Tomorrow we will explore Christmas wisdom, the story of the wise man. So please encourage your family and friends to join us and then come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek creating a legacy. And that will finish our podcast for today. Remember to listen to your daily dose of wisdom each day at wisdom-track.com or you can subscribe at iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spreaker, or any other of the social media platforms. And please share Wisdom Track with your family and friends through email, Facebook, Twitter, or in person as you meet with them and invite them to come along with us each day. The journey for today's trek can be found at wisdom-track.com. Thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, you are my friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal each day. As we take the trek together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, 
lead with integrity, and leave a living legacy each day. This is Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.